In the name of Allah, the most merciful and kind, you are about to listen to an audio representation of the life of the Prophet Muhammad. It does not replace a thorough studying of his life. Now, sit back and enjoy the show. Hey, look, it's that kid. Hey, Ali, where you going? What do you want? Watch your attitude, kid. Is it true? You're a rebel? Yeah, you a little traitor to your people? No, what are you talking about? Everyone been saying you believe in your crazy cousin. Yeah, I heard he got magical words that can hypnotize you. He's not crazy and he's not a magician. Now leave me alone. Uh, leave me alone. I said watch your attitude, boy. Oh! Hey, back off, you lousy rats. Duh. Leave Ali alone. Ali, are you all right? I'm fine. Thanks, Dr. What? You guys got anything else to say? Come on, let's go. Yeah, you better run. Those cowards. Ali ibn Abi Talib dusted off his skinny shins. His knee was bleeding. Talha ibn Ubaidillah watched him with concern. Did they hurt you, Ali? They were making fun of the Rasul. They called him crazy. They didn't have anything to say when we showed up. The other boy was Ali's cousin, Zubair ibn al-Awwam. Don't listen to them, Ali. They don't know anything about Islam. These days, Talha and Zubair were the only real friends he had. All of Mecca had seen and heard his undying support of the Prophet, peace be upon him, and instantly turned him into a pariah. Follow me. My house is close by. I'll get you some water for your knee. Thanks. You guys shouldn't have helped me. Neither of you have any help. They're going to wonder why you helped someone outside your plan. They're going to suspect you're Muslim. I don't care. Zubair. What? I'm not afraid of anyone except Allah. Talha and Zubair had become Muslims years ago. Ali was grateful for them, but he was also really concerned. I'm serious, guys. Muslims are getting caught every day. Did you guys hear what happened to Khubeb? No. What happened? He got jumped by the Khuzayah tribe. They knocked him out. And don't even get me started on what my uncle Abu Lahab is doing. I'm not going to just let people make fun of the Prophet and get away with it. Can you spare a coin? Zubair, the Rasul never ordered us to fight anyone. And besides, as long as nobody knows you're a Muslim, nobody's going to bother you. I'm just saying, if it comes down to it, I'm going to stand my ground. The trio arrived at Zubair's house. If anyone has a problem with me being Muslim, let them taste my sword. I'm not afraid of anyone. What did you say? The three boys cowered at the towering figure of Safiya bint Abdul Muttalib. She was the paternal aunt of the Prophet, peace be upon him, and Zubair's mother. Mother, I, uh, um, uh... Did you just say you were a Muslim? Mom, I, I need to... Uh, hey Zubair, uh, I think my knee is fine. I should get going. Yeah, I, I need to get going too. Bye Zubair. Sophia narrowed her eyes venomously at her son. He shrank back. So you've decided to rebel against your family. Well, just wait till I'm through with you. Get in here! Chapter 4 Mothers and Mayhem Archery Shop Hazwara Market Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqqas was examining a bow. He yanked on the string, then brought it close to his face. His hair and beard gave him the appearance of a lion. Utba! Yeah, 
Did you make this bow? Which one? This one, right here in my hands. Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqqas's brother poked his head over a mountain of arrows. Why? What's wrong with it? Brother, the string is way too tight. We can't sell it like this. Maybe you're just too weak to pull it. Maybe I can pull your tongue instead. What was that? Nothing, nothing. Otba, we have a customer. Hello, son. Oh, mother, it's you. Come in. I brought something. Come look. Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqqas brought the heavy object to the center of the archery shop. It was wrapped in a camel skin. Mom, what is that? Well, boys, I want to introduce the two of you to your new god. Sa'ad was dumbstruck at the idol, a statue of Hubal. Whoa, a new god? Mother, why did you buy this? Well, you've been hearing the news about this Mohammed fellow and how he's tearing up families. I heard some of his rebels are secret. They could be anyone, even some of our customers. Right. Sad felt a knot in his throat. So, I had the idea to get a new god for the shop to protect us from his sorcery and corruption. Great idea, Mom. We can put it right here in the center. Doesn't that look wonderful? Sure does. Now, every time a customer walks in, we ask them to praise the god before shopping. That way we can weed out any heretics. Can it also protect us? Yes, son, come here. Let's put our hands on it to get blessings. Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqqas watched his mother and brother put their hands on the idol. This was it. He couldn't keep his religion a secret any longer. You too, son. Come get protection. Mother, I need to tell you something. Abu Talib. All right, all right, one at a time, one at a time. Abu Talib, Abu Talib, is it true you've abandoned our religion and joined Muhammad's cult? I remain on the religion of my ancestors, and Muhammad hasn't started a cult. Are the allegations true? Is he really using magic to corrupt slaves? What in the... No! Muhammad is not a sorcerer. Where are you getting this nonsense from? Everyone, calm down. This is one big overreaction. He isn't starting a cult or a rebellion. All he's doing is calling people to go from worshipping many gods to just one. That's it! Are you going to keep offering him protection, even though he's committing blasphemy? Yeah! Woe to you! He's my nephew! Of course I'm going to keep protecting him! So you're responsible for shutting him up? Ain't no one going to use magic on me! For the last time, he's not using magic! The Qur'an is just words! No more questions! Everyone get off my property! Abu Talib slumped down on the floor cushion. His family eyed him with concern. Well, I could have gone better. Are you alright, father? I'm fine, Jaffa. They're not listening to reason. They've completely lost their senses. I think it's time we acknowledge that this is a very real problem. This isn't petty gossip anymore. People are scared. And when people are scared, they do stupid things. I've already spoken to Muhammad. He won't budge. He is determined to continue calling people to Salam. Islam. Islam, right. I know you're not going to like this, 
But we should expect Walid ibn Mughira to call for an assembly any day now. The utterance of Walid's name did not help Abu Talib's mood. In times like this, he felt very, very old. <sighs> Where's Abu Lahab? This was supposed to be a family meeting. He doesn't answer any of us anymore. He acts like we don't exist. Good. You better not show his face to me again. Hamza, you... No, I'm serious, Abu Talib. He turned on Muhammad like a wolf. It was disgusting. My question for you, Hamza, is where's your sister? Sophia? I don't know. She said she was coming. Abu Talib also noticed Sophia's absence. Where could she possibly be? Zubair ibn al-Awwam sat on a tree stump that had been turned into a makeshift chair. He had his hands on his knees. He was looking down at the floor. His mother was pacing the room in front of him. He hadn't said a word, and he didn't dare look away from the floor. Sophia kept muttering to herself as she paced. I've raised you better than this. If your father was alive, I'll show you. I just can't believe this. Oh my husband's fault. Zubair didn't really know what she was waiting for. His mother had never hesitated to beat him for even the slightest mistake in the past. He still had some scars on his back from some previous beatings. His mother discovering his religion was always a possibility in his head, but it was always coupled with the prospect of him dying a violent death. The fact he was still breathing at all worried Zubair. Finally. Naufal, welcome. Zubair didn't look around to see who entered, but he was aware that his uncle Nofal was now a few bow lengths behind him. Has he said anything yet? No, he won't answer me. I need you to bring him to his senses. Boy, look at me. Zubair looked up at his uncle Nofal. He had a short beard with many gray hairs. Nofal shared some of the same facial features as his sister... Khadija. Now what's this I'm here about you disobeying your mother? I, I... I became a Muslim a while ago, and... A Muslim? I've never heard of anything called a Muslim before. Well, it's the religion of Allah. We, we only worship... Listen, I don't know who you've been hanging around with, or what you've been hearing, but we've raised you to worship the gods of Mecca. Understand, your mother here feeds you, clothes you, she carried your useless hat around when you were a baby. I think that mother gives her the right to decide what damn religion you follow. Zubair swallowed hard. That Muhammad is causing a lot of trouble. It's bad enough he's already messed up your aunt Khadija. But I'm hearing from people everywhere that he's tearing families apart. You're not gonna be a part of something like that. Understand? Zubair looked down at his shoes. It's for your own good, Zubair. These ideas are dangerous. This is what your father would have wanted. Listen to your mother, boy. You're going to leave Islam and come with us to the Shrine of Lot. You'll ask the goddess to forgive you. And then you'll never talk to Muhammad again. Understand? Zubair felt a lump in his throat. He kept looking down at the floor. Understand! Zubair was trembling now. He looked at his uncle. There was a vein throbbing in his neck. No. Don't you dare talk back to me. I asked you a question. Do you understand? 
No, I'm not leaving Islam. You little punk! Let go! Stop! Zubayr was tackled to the floor. Doing? His uncle put him in a chokehold. He was dragged ow, across the floor. Ow. You're acting like a big man. You think you're all tough stop. talking back to stop. me? Zubayr tried to stand up, but the kick to his stomach dropped him instantly. Zubayr! Nofal, just stop! What are you doing? Teaching the kid a lesson. Nofal grabbed Zubayr by the neck and flung him into the closet. Let me out! Let me out! Not till you leave Islam. I'll never leave Islam! Leave Islam right now, and I'll free you. I don't care what you do! I love Islam more than both of you! What are you doing? I asked you to talk to him, not lock him up. Just leave him for a bit, he'll come to his senses. No, I'm ending this right now! Nofa went over to the clay oven in the corner of the room. He ripped one of the curtains off the wall and rolled it up in a ball. Nofal took the curtain and shoved it into the oven, igniting it instantly. He stormed over to the closet with the smoking ball in his hand and shoved it under the door frame of the closet. Zubair was shocked at the sight of the flames at his feet. Black plumes of smoke engulfed the closet. There was no air for him to breathe. Leave Islam, or I'll choke you to death! <coughs> I won't disbelieve in Islam! I'll never disbelieve! <coughs> never! Never! <laughs> Everything was turning black in the closet. Zubair slumped against the door. <laughs> Never! No! No! Zubair! You've killed him! You've killed my son! Never. <coughs> Never leave. He's not dead. He's just lost consciousness. When he wakes, we'll do it again. Woe to you! This isn't what I asked you to do! Listen to me! All these years where I've had to act like this kid's father because my brother died. How many times did I tell you to stop hitting him? To stop abusing him? But now when he's actually gonna have done something that's gonna stain our clan's name and bring dishonor to your family, now you wanna go easy on him? Think, woman! I just wanted... I just wanted him to be tough. You almost killed him! He's young and stupid. He doesn't know what he's doing. We have to do whatever it takes to make you come back to the truth. You understand? Whatever it takes. I just don't want to lose my son. The only way you're gonna lose your son is if he stays a Muslim. Look at me. Sophia reluctantly looked at her brother-in-law. We're going to save your son. I promise you. What do you mean hunger strike? I mean she's not eating. She refuses to put anything in her mouth until I leave Islam. Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqqas was pacing back and forth in front of the Zamzam well. Talha grunted as he pulled up the water bucket. <sighs> she doesn't actually mean that, does she? She does! She hasn't eaten or drunk anything for almost three days now. She won't bathe. She won't stay under the shade when it's hot. She won't even pick the lice from her hair. Nothing! Is your mom trying to kill her so? I don't know. She wants to guilt me into leaving Islam. Are you going to leave Islam? Of course not. Then just tell her it won't work. She has to eat something eventually. My mom's giving me a lot of trouble, but look at me. I'm not leaving Islam. But Talha, it's my mother. I can't call her bluff and then find out she was serious. My family had to force water down her throat yesterday. If she keeps this up, my mom will die. Saad had never felt so upset in his life. He wished his mom had never discovered he was a Muslim. Talha looked shrewd. 
Hmm. Arlie, you're the most knowledgeable on this slab. What should Sal do? Ah! Hmm. Well, leaving the slime will be the destruction of your afterlife, Sad. But Allah also commands us to obey our parents. So, what do I do? In this case, why not just ask the Rasul? He would know what to do. And if he doesn't, then Allah will reveal verses of the Quran. Besides, you're from the Banu Zuhra, just like the Prophet's mother. That makes you like a cousin or an uncle to him, right? You're right. I should go to Dar al right now. Oh, not a good idea. Brother, we're being watched. The Rasul is only going there at night now. During the day, he only takes small groups of Muslims to Abu Talib's valley. Yeah, we have to be extra careful, especially after what happened to Zubair. Zubair? What happened to Zubair? <coughs> Smoke. It was all around him. It stung his nostrils and singed his skin. The sparks were everywhere, and he could not breathe. Pull him out now. <coughs> Zubair gulped as much air as possible. His precious lifeline was every few minutes when his uncle pulled his head out of the fireplace to ask him the same question. Are you going to leave Islam? Never! Never! His entire body was wrapped in a rug. He couldn't move a limb. He took one final breath again. Put him back in. In and out. Question after question. Smoke. We've been at this for an entire camel slaughter, today. Are you prepared to die for your religion over your mother? If you showed this much courage on a regular day, you would have been the pride of the family. But no, you prefer to tear your throat out for Muhammad. Pull him out. <coughs> Zubair's face was black with ash. His eyes streamed with tears. Stop! I will do this all day, Zubair. We will not stop until you leave Islam. I will not disbelieve! That's it. I give up. Where are you going? The fire alleys. I need a drink. What about Zubayr? You want to kill him? Go for it. He's your son. I quit. Safiya bint Abdul Muttalib was left completely bewildered. She looked down at the black thing <coughs> rolled into a rug and covered in ash. That thing was her son and he had just defeated her brother-in-law in a battle of will. For the first time in her life, Safiya saw something in Zubair ibn al-Awwam. Strength. Mom? Mother? It's me, Saad. Son? Yes, mother, it's me. Look, I brought some dates for you. Ajwa. Fresh from the souk, just as you like them. Have you... <coughs> have you left Muhammad's religion yet? Mom, please just eat. You can't starve yourself just because... I will not eat. I will not put a morsel in my mouth. Not until you repent and come back to our gods. <coughs> Mom... Please don't make me choose between you and Allah. I can't. If you follow Muhammad, then do as he says. He commands his followers to obey their parents. Yes? Yes, but... Then do as I 
son. Leave Islam. Then I will eat. <coughs> he couldn't bear to look at her emaciated form any longer. There was lice in her hair. Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqqas left the dates at his mother's feet, but he severely doubted she would actually eat them. Sa'ad's brother, Utba, was busy shooting arrows. Did she eat? No, she refuses. You know whose fault that is? You better not say Muhammad. I was going to say you. What do you want me to do? Oh, I don't know, Saad. Maybe just listen to your mom and stop rebelling against your people. You think I want her to starve herself? You think I like seeing her like this? You definitely love being a rebel more than your mom. <sighs> this is why I kept this a secret from you guys all these years. None of you understand anything. How does it feel to be the first Arab in history to kill his own mother? Abu Talib's Valley Noon The valley was called such since it was the property of Abu Talib. It was one of the few things he owned, though it wasn't worth very much. Noontime was when the sun bore its unforgiving heat. Most people did not venture outside at this time, but the Rasul, peace be upon him, led a small group of his companions to the valley. The entrance was a narrow crevice between two rocky outcrops. Wow, that was a mighty long trek, Ammar. Ammar ibn Yasir offered some water to his mother, Sumeya. Mother, I told you you could pray at home. And miss praying with Rasulullah? I would never do such a thing. The Rasul, peace be upon him, found a secluded area under some shade. This is where they would come during the day to pray. Muslims were getting exposed and caught every day now. He hoped coming out here instead of the house of Arqam would take some of the suspicion off of the less powerful of his followers. The Rasul, peace be upon him, looked behind him. Besides Ammar and Sumayya, there was the short and skinny Abdullah ibn Mas'ud with his braids down his back, the blind Abdullah ibn Umm Maktoum, Suhaib the Roman, his younger cousin Ali, and his daughter Fatima. They lined up in rows, preparing to pray. Hey, look what I found. A group of thugs had followed them from the city. They stood at the entrance of the gorge, blocking off any escape. I think we've found a group of traitors. Yeah, and look, I found the chief of the traitors. <laughs> One of them stuck a grimy <laughs> finger at the prophet's face. Hey guys, we, we only came here to pray. We're not looking for any trouble. Oh, you heard that? He's not looking for any trouble. You guys are breaking the law. You can't be here. What law have we broken? That we believe in the religion of Ibrahim? That's crazy. I didn't know a black crow could talk. <laughs> <laughs> I think you folks should leave. I think you need to shut up. Oh, mm. One of the thugs pushed Ahmad ibn Yasir onto the ground. He picked up a nearby stick and swung it viciously at the Muslims. You know what? I think I'll hit Chief Crazy over here. He's the one that needs a new brain. He raised the stick over the Prophet, peace be upon him, his head. Before he could bring it down, an arrow whizzed by from behind the group. It split the stick in half right in the thug's hands. What the? Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqqas stood at the entrance of the gorge with his bow at the ready. Leave them alone! Get him. The thugs lunged at Sa'ad. He had discharged his only arrow, so he threw his bow at the first two, distracting them as he charged at the third. 
Saad laid down a few punches on him before another thug tore him off. You scumbag! Saad aimed an elbow at his face. Two fists collided with Saad's neck and stomach. Some of the other Muslims jumped into the fray. Saad swung wildly, trying not to hit Suhaib the Roman, who had lifted one thug off his feet and flung him into a bush of thorns. The first thug from earlier rammed into Saad and sent him crashing into Amara bin Yasir. They rolled onto the floor. Saad pivoted just in time to miss a rock thrown at where his face was a second earlier. Saad scrambled to find something to defend himself with. He saw a camel jawbone on the ground. Without thinking twice, he grabbed it and cracked it as hard as he could over the head of the thug. Ah, my head! Oh, my head! Dark crimson blood oozed out his forehead. The man fell onto the floor. That weasel got me! Let's get out of here, man! The thugs ran off, dust flying off their shoes as they scampered away. Allahu Akbar! Allahu Akbar. Yeah, run away, you cowards! Don't ever mess with my cousin again! Saad scooped up his bow and walked over to the Rasul, peace be upon him. My mother and father in ransom for you, Ya Rasulullah. He beamed at Saad and announced proudly, This is my uncle. So let others show me their uncle. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, invited Saad ibn Abi Waqqas to speak freely, noting that this young companion of his was now the first man to spill blood defending Islam. O Messenger of Allah, my mother, she means so much to me, but she wants me to leave Islam. She is starving herself, Ya Rasulullah. I don't know what to do. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, gave the young archer a reassuring touch on the knee. It wasn't long before the answer came, not from the Prophet, but from the one who had heard Sa'ad's cry from above seven heavens. And so, Allah revealed verses of the Qur'an to his Messenger, peace be upon him. Mother? Mother? Son, is that you? Have you finally seen the error of your ways, boy? Mother, I am about to recite verses of the Qur'an. I beg that you listen. I... what? We have commanded people to honor their parents with good. But if they urge you to associate partners with me what you have no knowledge, then obey them not. To me you will return, and I will inform you of what you used to do. I, I, I do not understand. Mother, if you had one hundred souls, and each one left your body, one after the other, I would still not leave this religion. He turned and left his mother behind. In the darkness of the night, and with the full extent of her son's conviction apparent, Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqqas' mother finally ate. You're listening to The Sound of Sirah, brought to you by Islam by Touch. <laughs>